Chapter 4 Meanwhile, in another kingdom, two mountain ranges, one river and an enchanted forest away, lived a king, a queen and their three sons. To be more accurate, two brothers and their half-brother, the queen was the half-brother's stepmother. To be even more accurate, his wicked stepmother. The eldest brother's mother, the first queen, had died in a poison apple accident. The apple had been given to her as a free sample by a woman in a hooded black cloak who had mysteriously disappeared as the queen collapsed to the floor dying. The new queen had married the king a year later and, like me, you probably have your suspicions. Nobody was sure where she had come from. She had just turned up with her long red nails, ruby red lips and a book of spells tucked under her arm. Yes, tongues began to wag and rumours were flying around like wildfire. But the king would hear none of it. When the new queen had twin boys, everybody kept their thoughts to themselves. Unless they wanted to lose their head. Of course, the Queen's stepson was still going to inherit the kingdom from his father. After all, he was the eldest. But, as you can imagine, this did not please the Queen, or should we call her the Wicked Queen? Now, the Queen was not just wicked, but also very cunning, and she knew that as the eldest prince was still only a child and would not become king for several years, she had plenty of time to carry out her plans. Oh yes, wicked, cunning and patient was this wicked queen. It was obvious from when he was very young that her stepson was very fond of horses and liked to be in the stables sitting on the ponies and helping the grooms to clean the saddles and bridles. He didn't even mind mucking them out, which was a very dirty and smelly job. He became a regular helper at the stables and all the grooms and stable boys became very fond of him. The Wicked Queen, being clever, cunning and patient, saw that she could use this to her advantage. The king, she thought, would not want anyone to inherit his kingdom who did not look completely normal. So she went about altering how the prince looked. Slowly, very slowly, over several years, his ears became rather longer than was normal and grew rather soft and hairy. His teeth grew rather longer and stuck out more than was normal. People began to notice. The king became rather worried. The brothers would tease him and visitors would laugh at him behind his back. And as for the princesses from neighbouring kingdoms who might make suitable brides, well, they would not give him a second glance. What on earth is happening to my son? asked the king in despair. I know, it's terrible agreed the wicked queen, trying to sound as worried as possible, even though it was she who had caused the changes with her wicked spells. I know of a great and wise doctor who lives not far away. Perhaps he can help, she said. Yes, said the king. Send for him at once. The wicked queen did as she was asked, and when the doctor, or so he called himself, arrived, everyone commented on how much he looked like the wicked queen. Could be a brother, people were saying. He looked at the prince, 
paced up and down, stroked his chin and muttered to himself as he looked through the huge old books he had brought with him. Then, after some time, he raised a finger and whispered in the king's ear, "'I'm afraid,' he whispered, "'that it's pony pox.' "'Pony pox?' replied the king. "'I've never heard of it.' "'No.' No, I quite understand. It's very rare. It comes from spending too much time with horses and ponies, and it's incurable. The king began to cry very quietly. How could this happen? he sobbed. How is it that the grooms and stable boys haven't got it? They spend even more time with the horses and ponies. The so-called doctor was caught out for a moment. He had not expected this question, but he quickly thought of a reply. It's his blood, you see. Your son has royal blood, which has no way of stopping the disease. The grooms and stibble boys have common blood that has built up a resistance over many years, so they can't catch it. The king slumped back in his throne and threw up his hands in despair. What am I going to do? he wailed. Well, it is catching, continued the doctor, winking at the queen. So you must make sure that others of the royal blood do not have contact with him. The king wailed even more and called for the prince. You must go, he said sadly. You have the pony pox. It's catching, and there is no cure. I must banish you to the wild woods, where you will have to make your own life. Take a horse, some supplies, and go. The king sobbed as his heart was breaking at the thought, and he hoped that his beloved son would be okay. So the prince left and wandered about the wild woods, eating what he could find, and avoiding people as much as he could. He would sit in despair, wondering what would become of him. Nobody would take him in, and he thought he was far too ugly for anyone to ever love him again. It was on one such day, as he sat on a log by a bridge over a river, that he was suddenly aware of someone sitting on a pony very close to him. He looked up and saw a rather mucky girl getting down from a beautiful grey pony. "'What's the matter?' "'Can I help you?' she asked and walked towards him. "'No, no, it's all right,' he said, wiping his tears. "'I'm just feeling sorry for myself.' "'And what does a handsome fellow like you have to feel sorry about?' she asked, while stroking his ear. "'My father, the king, has said that I cannot inherit his throne, "'and he's banished me because I have ponypox, and I'm so ugly.' "'Ugly?' she said, astonished. "'How can you say that when you have such beautiful ears?' "'With this she took hold of his lips "'and opened his mouth, admiring his teeth. <gasps> "'And your teeth are so lovely. "'I think you're about twenty-two, aren't you?' "'She said, opening his mouth wide "'and examining his teeth carefully. "'I am twenty-two, he said, "'when she finally stopped looking into his mouth. "'With that she planted a kiss on his lips "'and sighed that she had fallen in love with him the moment she saw him. "'Oh, you are so beautiful,' said the prince. "'And I don't even know your name.' "'Just call me Princess. And you?' she asked. "'What's your name?' "'Just call me Pwynth.' "'Pwynth? 
asked the princess, rather puzzled. Yes, Pwynth. It's these teeth. I find it hard to say my R's. Delightful, she sighed and kissed him again. You smell so nice, he said. What's that perfume? It's only fairy. Fairy, how romantic. Shall we get married? I suppose we'll have to, she replied. After all, this is a fairy story and happy endings are compulsory. But I'm not wit any more. I've lost my kingdom. Oh, don't worry about that. I've got one of those. They gazed lovingly into one another's eyes, mounted their ponies, and the prince and princess held hands and rode off into the sunset to live happily ever after. But that's another story. You have been listening to The Mucky Princess. You can hear more about her adventures by going to www.themuckyprincess.com.